Hey, welcome to the 495 Podcast. I'm uh, your co-host, Michael White from uh, Great Long Island Media Group. And as always, partner in crime, Nick Esposito, I'm here. With me as always is Nick Esposito. <laughs> um, the 495 Podcast spotlights local people doing uh, either outstanding things or mundane things, or um, as long as they're interesting and have a story to tell, they're invited onto the podcast. Real people doing real things is what we like yeah, to say. Yeah, real people doing real things. Um, and uh, today we have a very special guest uh, that we're... You know, blessed to have him here with us. Awesome young man that we've spent time with before, Christian Gardino. How's everybody doing tonight? Good? Doing great. And mom, you want to introduce yourself? I'm Beth Gardino, and I'm I'm mom. mom. <laughs> Always I'm need mom. mom. Christian's no. mom, if you can't put two and two together, listen <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so uh, Christian, uh, you have had some year and a half, I would say, right? It's, it's it's been a whirlwind, yeah. I think I think ever since uh, ever since I was on uh, America's Got Talent, things just kind of like really really blew up, and and I've I've really been able to like have so many incredible opportunities, like recording and 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 traveling and seeing new places. Really really cool, really well, cool. Wait, wait, for no. the uninitiated. Yeah. Christian just wasn't on America's Got Talent. This kid took like the country by storm with his performance that earned him a golden buzzer, uh, golden buzzer that catapulted you right into the uh, right into the competition, right? Um, right into the, the uh, quarterfinals. Quarter I did not expect. Same. I did not expect uh, getting that golden buzzer. That's still that's still a shocker to me today. Wow, wow. So that still doesn't wear off that feeling. That feeling of. No, <laughs> not at all. Not wow. at all. I, I just watched the video again the other day, and it just like still gives me chills. And you know, See, every if, time if you don't get a little bleary eyed, teary eyed watching that, then check your pulse. It's, it's <laughs> every time I, I watch that video, I always nitpick at myself. I'm like, oh, I didn't do this right. I, I wanted to do this. I should have said that. I shouldn't have said yeah. that. Like every time, I, I always got something to. No one's <laughs> thinking that, but you. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm, I'm. I am my own biggest critic. Yeah. No one's home saying, oh, he should have said this. Yeah. No one's like, oh, why did he say that for? <laughs> I just but, remember the raw emotion of being on the sidelines there with Tyra, yeah, Tyra and Drake like when he Dovey. got the golden buzzer, it was just so shocking. And I just wanted to run out there and like grab him, but mm -hmm. I had to wait a couple minutes, and then then that was it. It was all on. Uh, it was incredible. You know, we all know people who are super talented. I have a cousin who's talented. She's tried out for American Idol, um, and uh, to actually do it and get there and you know proceed to to the quarterfinals. How far did you get in America's Got Talent? I'm not sure how the breakdown goes. Uh, so it starts off with uh, starts off with the the audition, and then. Depending on whether you get the golden buzzer or not, um, you'll either go to the um, the um, the, middle the judge cuts, the middle rounds, mm -hmm. or the live. You'll go straight through to live shows if you get the golden buzzer, which starts at the sem uh, the quarterfinals. Mm -hmm. And I made it to the semifinals. Gotcha. Wow. What's some of the behind the scenes stuff like? Uh, how do you even get involved with America's Got Talent? Is like is there an? Just send a video. Yeah. In um, so. It's funny. Somebody rec recommended us to uh, audition, and we like someone in the industry, or just someone you knew. Somebody we knew, mm. um, and we went into we went into Queens and auditioned first in front of the producers of the show, and then after that audition, we went to 
um, we went to the actual auditions. And one of the biggest things that made me want to do it was Simon Cowell. Um, mm. As soon as he went back on the show the season before I went yeah. on, I was like, oh, man, I got to I, I gotta sing in front of this guy. I yeah. really, you know, he, he's been uh, somebody I've been I've looked up to since I was little. And he's so brutally harsh. He's going to tell me he's whether. He's a straight shooter. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. what yeah. made him so popular on American Idol. And yeah. I, I think when you got the golden buzzer, too, didn't he give you like two thumbs up or something like that? Yeah, he, he, I remember. I, you yeah, know what I remember? He got yeah. up. He got up. He went like this. Yeah, the two he thumbs gives up. The two thumbs up. Uh, he, uh, he just extends his arms with the two thumbs up. And I remember I was like, I went off. I was like, <laughs> Simon gave me the two thumbs up. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you did good if Simon if Simon extends his hands and gives you the two thumbs up. Sure. And, and what's cool is we actually saw him after, uh, after the audition, we met him. So that was really really cool. Yeah, that was yeah. like a just by chance meeting, like after. Oh, like in the hallway or something. No, we were we were actually leaving the building, and we had to walk around the side of the. It was the at the Pasadena. Um, was this it was at, it was at the it no was, no this it was, was in hotel, um, yeah. in California okay um, and we had to we had to kind of walk down this little alleyway on the side of the building to get to the hotel and when we were doing that all of a sudden we turn and we hear Christian because he's you know he says Christian he says he he called me Christian I was like oh yeah so he, I was he like was what was that I was like oh outside taking a break and we wound up able he was so he was like and your story because he didn't share his story on stage right away sure. And, you know, after his audition, I guess one of the producers had told him, you know, about his story. And he was just like, you know, blown away by, you know, not only his talent, but his story, you know, yeah. which was really cool. And he, he, he was really, really nice, really nice guy, like a really, really cool, just nice, really, really cares. Uh, and, and people like, oh, isn't he mean? Isn't he, you know, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's, no, he's not mean. He's just honest. Yeah, you know? I think he's treating people, people. People don't like when people are honest yeah and and if someone's gonna tell if someone's gonna tell somebody like it is people people don't react well to that right. you know and, you know some of the other judges are more there to promote themselves their brand and not saying simon cowell was not doing that but certainly you could see his passion for for what you guys do come through you know when when he's when he's critiquing you and he's critiquing you like he probably would critique someone in a private setting absolutely you know? and is he because he knows what he, he knows he's not sugarcoating it you because know? he wants to worry about how he looks to people exactly you know? exactly and, and he knows you know he knows what he's talking about when it comes to music he, he you know he's been around music for a very long time he owns he he he's the head of a record company you know mm -hmm. he's he knows what he's talking about yeah there's something about saying you know Telling people like it is that that I think is just so great, and it's also the same thing that that people are like, oh, he is, he's mean. He's. I would prefer somebody to tell me like it is, you know. Yeah. So that's why. That's How are you why. gonna learn and grow? Right. Exactly. You're not. You're never gonna learn if you don't if have the industry. people. That's why I like to surround myself with people who are gonna keep it honest with me, keep it 100 mm -hmm. percent with me. Just tell me like it is, you know. Mm -hmm. That's one of my the biggest things I look for. I just I don't want somebody to sugarcoat it. I don't want someone to lie to me. If they don't like something, if, if something doesn't sound good, uh, if, if something doesn't work, if if I should say this, shouldn't say this, if I made a mistake, I want people to to be able to tell me that and and, and say, hey, dude, that was stupid. Mom, do you tell him like it is? Or you do the typical. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna oh, say, yeah. unless it's that's me. A, that's, <laughs> what you, that's why you know he's in mom with no, you. She, <laughs> she does. Uh, she does. Any time that I've ever done an interview or anything on TV or something like that, my biggest critic is my mom because she wants yeah. me to be the best that I can be. I can totally understand. Absolutely. That. Yeah. My yeah. mom's like Jerry Seinfeld's mom. Yeah. Like you're wonderful. How could people not like you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything you do is great. Like no, it's not. Absolutely. But but I assume. 
same Christian I, like all of us. I mean, you probably grew up watching American Idol, right? So it, was there ever like a time when you were watching American Idol and you obviously see Simon Cowell and the crew and you were like, hey, you know, I would want to be on a show like this or you ever like envisioned yourself being on that stage? Oh my, all the time. Really? All the time. I would I would always say, I was like, oh, I want to be on this show. I want to I want to sing in front of Simon. I want to sing in front of the judges. I want I wanted to, you know, really know if I was any good or not you know mm, i think yeah. that was one of the biggest things i wanted to see if i would be successful actually how it all started was i was a huge american idol fan so mm -hmm. i used to watch it every week and he was so little mm. and i mean he was always singing you know what i mean so he he would always watch it with me and that was when he started saying mommy i want to sing for simon and i thought he was nuts I'm like, You're out of <laughs> you know and then i remember one christmas remember we got you the the video game that you can sing it was an american idol oh, it was, yeah. it was, it was on the yeah. way he was, had to have it i had to have that game man that's so, awesome yeah. that was maybe seven seven years old you were little, yeah. i was yeah wow. i was young Christian, did you ever have uh, trouble performing in front of people? Um, or is that something that just a little bit? I get, I still get, I still get uh, nervous in stage mm -hmm. fright. Um, but I think it was it was way worse when I was younger. I could, uh, man, I was it was bad when I was younger. So what helped you get over? Because we all know people who could sing, but they won't sing in front of people. Yeah. They'll sing um, in the shower. And, uh, yeah. and that's a shame because there's probably a lot of talented people that are held back by their inhibitions or their embarrassment. What helped you, uh, you know, be able to just jump on stage at whether it's Patchock Theater or Alive After Five or the Apollo? What, what helped you get to that place where you, where you just said, I'm going to do this, even if it's really, really hard? Yeah, yeah. I think, I don't know, I think one of the biggest thoughts I had about it was if I'm not going to be able to sing in front of people, how am I going to make it as an artist? How am I going to ever... You know, make it in music if I can't, if I can't, you know, sing in front of people, uh, you know, if I get nervous too, because if you can't sing in front of people, that's that's a big part of, of, of being an artist and, and doing shows and traveling. That's, that's a huge part of it. Um, and I, I really just kind of put that in my mind and give myself that mindset. Um, and I guess that's how I kind of got over the fear. It gets easier as you do it? It does. Gotcha. I mean, J-Lo says she still gets super nervous yeah. before Yeah, you know, I tell myself all the time, I tell myself the day that I'm not nervous before a show is the day that I'm going to stop performing because <laughs> sure. yeah, it's shows awesome. you don't care, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. I remember I have a professor, and he was, uh, it was like my speech class or public speaking class, and he's like, everyone gets butterflies, but it's the people who can tame those butterflies, like, in, in your Muscle stomach. through them. Yeah, it's just like, know how to, like, you know, everyone has that excitement and whatnot, but able to, you know, find a way to kind of use that energy and go on stage or go on public speaking or whatever and just make it work for you. Did it help when Simon said, don't be nervous, and now that we got the jitters out, was that helpful, or, or were you even paying attention? At the <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was there, but not there. Right. I was still, <laughs> man, I was, that was one of the most nerve-wracking moments of my life, just before, you know, performing and imagine. talking to, to those people, the judges, who mm -hmm. just have such stature in show business and... and, and you know, stat, like, like I, I hold these people to, like, such a high regard. I have such a high opinion of these people, and they're people I've always looked up to. Just being there and, and talking to them first, I was like, oh, my, oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, I, was, I, was, I was terrified. So was being, terrified. being in, from the local community here in Patchogue and Medford, and, you know, uh, obviously you performed a lot in school and stuff, but, like, you know, when you walk down Main Street now, do you see a lot of people come up to you, say anything about, like, your performances that you've seen you on TV? or? Uh, you know... 
I I actually every, every once in a while I'll have people come up to me ask me for a picture and, and you know autograph and I'm just, I I always think I was like what for me what <laughs> what what makes this not you know I I just don't see what's so special about me that people want an autograph I just don't feel like I'm you know deserving of that yet you know like I I just when I whenever I get noticed or recognized I I I just I have I I feel grateful but I just feel like I don't you know I don't deserve that yet because I feel like I want to keep going and 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 keep making a name for myself and, and getting better and better at what I do so I don't know you, you know may I don't never feel that you deserve it you know that yeah, yeah. I, I I right now I don't feel like I deserve you know anything uh but I know what my passion is like this is this is what I want to do in life so I want to I want to keep going I want to I'm not going to quit yeah you know I'm going to I'm going to keep going and uh See where it goes. Now, so, tell now for for the listener, um, you had mentioned about your story and how Simon heard about Christian's story. Could you guys tell us a little bit about what that story is for the for the people who don't know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I was born with a very rare retinal uh, eye disease called Leber's congenital amaurosis, is LCA for short, because that's a mouthful. <laughs> um, and. Pretty much what the disease is is it's a you're missing a gene in your eye, right? Since that gene is not there to you know produce the proteins for your eyes to see, your cells start dying off, and um, over time it causes you to go uh, completely blind. And when I was a baby, actually, I'll let my mom take it from here. Cause <laughs> she was she was there. I was a baby. She was like, <laughs> so um, you know, basically when Christian was an infant, we were starting to notice that his his visual regard was not the same um, as other babies that we had seen. Um, so there was no eye contact. You know, instead what he would do, and especially in a, like a, a room like this where there's still outside light, but it, it, it was a little dimmer, mm -hmm. he would stare at whatever light source was in the room. And yeah. like stare, when I tell you stare, like mm -hmm. fixate, where I would have to actually try to turn his head. Um, then we noticed that he had a very slow, upbeating movement of both eyes. And we knew that wasn't normal. And um, then he was able to stare directly into the sunlight. Yeah. Like, wide eye just looked straight into the sun. And I was Usually like, oh, that's okay, not that's good. not yeah. a good idea. <clears throat> so at the time, you know, we didn't have computers at home. We, You know, we, there was, was just not the resources that there are now. Um, so obviously, you know, we took him to the doctor. And um, then we got referred to an ophthalmologist. And they suspected even then that he had a form of, ret you know, some retinal disease. So um, they zeroed in on the issue pretty quick. Um, fairly quick. Because I yeah. know with rare diseases, it can take families years right. to even find out what the problem right. is. Right. Yeah. So we did have some testing done at, um, in the city, and he had to have an electroretinogram, which is what would confirm that particular diagnosis, the LCA. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, that's that's what happened. Is basically they, oh my gosh, he was just so little. He had these little probes on his eyes and oh. probes on his brain and um they would flash light at him and it would read the brain's response to the light and How for someone with time? the first one he was six months old the oh, second God. one wow. he was nine months old and that was the confirmation so at that time there was still so little known about lca um that we were really given the wrong information we were told that he had the type of lca that would either remain stable or slightly improve with age so we were like, okay, you know, I mean, it was it was devastating, but we were like, we just kind of buckled down and said we're going to do whatever we need to, to you know, get him whatever services he needs and make him as independent as possible. 
And then, you know, we started to see some improvement um, where all of a sudden he started to track certain things. Mm. And, you know, so we're like, okay, so he's, he's getting a little better, you know. And we noticed as long as he was outside, he seemed to see pretty well. Like he would run around and do his thing, you know, outside on a bright sunny day. But indoors was a nightmare. Restaurants, anything like that was a nightmare um, for him. So he had to always hold my arm or use a cane, which he hated the cane. He, mm -hmm. he never wanted to use the cane, so he more more or less held on to one of us. Um, and then it wasn't until we went, um, he, he hit about 11, 12 years old, and we were starting to see a decline in his vision. And we were like, what's going on? It scared the heck out of us. So that was what kind of started to trigger us to look into more information. And by that time, we had computers in the home. There was mm. social media. There was Facebook. And just one day, I looked on Facebook, and I typed in um, LCA in the search bar, and I found a support group page, and I thought, no way, because this disease is so rare. It affects only one in every 100,000 births. And he had had genetic testing when he was younger, but they still at that point didn't even know which genes were causing LCA. So they it just came back inconclusive. Um, so we found the support page, and, I, and now as I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh my God, it is. That, that's our LCA. It was wow. just, it was mind blowing. So I wound up in touch with two moms who have kids with LCA, um, much more severe. Um, but they wound up informing us about a family conference that they had been doing. Um, I think it was, there was one or two prior to the one that we had found out about. And next thing we know, we get a packet in the mail. He was able to get all the genetic testing redone because at that time science had furthered and, and they knew of what genes or some genes that were causing it. And we went to this family conference at, um, in Philadelphia and even just by the examinations there, they were suspecting that he had RPE65, which is the only gene that had gone to human trials for gene therapy. So we had to wait for the confirmation to come back. And pretty much that was what, like July or, yeah, it was July, it was July. I think. And then by the following March, we got the conclusive um, results back that it was RPE 65 mm. and we had already signed on to help with whatever studies we could mm -hmm. even not knowing what gene we just wanted to be you know helpful in the research so we, by doing that it kind of furthered us even quicker to get him into the trial because we had already done some of the studies then we got the confirmation of the diagnosis and the gene mm -hmm. and um, by that June he was being treated wow yeah it was a whirlwind and it was that's the only um, gene that that as of right now, are there other genes that they are treating? They're getting extremely close, close with um, a couple of the genes. Wow, In fact, um, you know, with the trial being um, completed and all of the data being submitted to the FDA, um, we were able to testify in front of the FDA wow. about his experience, and then it was approved by the FDA. So unanimously. now, yeah, unanimously. So now, you know, kids are we're, we're hearing stories every day of kids that are being treated now. You know, they're just going, and and insurance is covering a lot of it, and um, the company Spark Therapeutics that is now putting out the um, the gene therapy treatment, the actual reagent. Um, they're helping these families, you know, even if the insurance isn't covering it, they're trying to find ways to fund it for them, you know, so it's it's just incredible. So I have two questions. One, is it an ongoing treatment, Christian, or is it just one treatment and then... It uh, it was one, uh, one, one procedure uh, for each eye and then... And then that's it. And then you're mm -hmm. gonna get what you're gonna get within 40, uh, 40 days. But but what what's cool is, is I've noticed that 
<clears throat> a few, even a few years after I've been seeing new things because I'm st I felt like I was still learning how to use the vision that I have. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like you uh, went this long in your life without having yeah. it. Yeah. Now you have to yeah, so learn how to use it. It it it's ridiculously overwhelming at first. Mm -hmm. Um I can't I can't even describe the feeling but it it is so overwhelming. There's so much that hits you. You know, you just see all these new things, and it it's it's pretty wild. Anything in particular that you could remember seeing or noticing, or like, holy cow, I've never even. Uh, the moon was a big one. Wow, that's cool. <laughs> the moon was pretty cool to 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 see. Wow. Uh, the moon, stars. I like I like fireworks. Um, what did the moon look like before the therapy? Um, nothing. Wow. I couldn't see the moon. It was a full moon. You couldn't see it. Mm -mm. Wow. Now, can I ask you a question? Uh, you might not remember. Do you remember the moment where you where you had to inform Christian that he might possibly lose his eyesight? Yeah. So, so what was that like? Ooh, that was hard. That was um, not easy. That was actually at the um, the first family conference that we went to. Because um, that was where my husband and I learned that he was going to go completely blind. Yeah. We didn't know that. Like I said, we were really misinformed. So um, during the day, they would have all the parents in these breakout groups and sessions, and, and the top doctors were there, and they were giving us all the information. And the kids would be at, like, a camp, so they would be interacting with other— and that was amazing for him because he had never known anyone else like him. So he was working that crowd, let me tell you. It was like—it <laughs> was such a gift for him to know, right. you know, to, to finally be with other people that got it, you know? Yeah. And for the siblings, too. My other son is not affected. So for him to see other families that were more like ours, that was, that was a really a big blessing for us. But— while my husband and I were sitting at this table surrounded by, you know, people we've just met, that was where we heard that um, he would go completely blind. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I, I can't even tell you, it took every ounce of, of strength for me to not run out of that room screaming because I was just, I was, uh, for lack of better word, I was like blindsided. Mm -hmm. I was just like, what? You know? So... Um, His life flashes before your eyes. Yours does, right? Yeah, you know, it's like, okay, like, how, how, you know, I mean, I, I thought of it as, you know, here, here's some, some of these, these children and these adults, they they were born into darkness and it's all they know. And they've made incredible strides in this world. And, and it's not taking away from someone that's blind. It doesn't make them less productive or there's, there's so much to be learned about blindness, you know, and, and mm -hmm. so many successful people out there that are completely blind. So it's not taking away from that, but for, for him and, you know, the little sight that he did have to know that that was going to go away, like, that's devastating. And and I knew that was going to be devastating to him, but I always believed in being honest and truthful, and I don't know if that has to do with my nursing background, but mm -hmm. even when they would go, you know, for, for testing or, or shots or anything, I always told them, you know, this is what's going to happen. It might hurt for a second, you know. Um, but to have to tell him you know that that your world could potentially go dark if we don't find mm -hmm. something about you know something to do for this um that yep. was that was really hard now how old were you at the time christian um 12 wow did you 11, guys 12? you were 12 you did it yeah. did you do it in the hotel room or um i think we uh pretty much waited until 
we got home. I don't yeah. think I told you. Did we tell you at the come trying to remember? My God. Mm, no, we, you told think, me when I got home. Yeah, we waited till we, he got home because we wanted him to enjoy the time that yeah. he was there with, with others. And, you know, we wanted him to enjoy the, the experience. And then we had the talk when we got home. And you remember that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I don't remember. I don't remember much after it. Um, I mean, it was, you know, Tom. I, I, it's something I'd like to forget. Yeah. yeah. If I could best describe, you know, the feeling of just saying, you know, learning that you're gonna, you know, go blind. It's inevitable. There's nothing we could do after living my whole life thinking something else. Like, all right, everything's gonna be fine. Yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know how to to cope with that. So and now, after receiving the gene therapy, after um, you know, knowing that that I'm okay, I'm not gonna go blind. I just want to forget. I just want to forget that those feelings that you had and everything. Yeah, I, ju- I just want to forget it. It's a good. And it's amazing because people in in their lives will be in a dark place and receive awful news and to think that six seven years later you can be in, in such a in, in in such a magical place that you probably could have never imagined mm-hmm. beyond your wildest dreams is a good lesson for people that you never know what's around the corner you know yeah Absolutely. i mean it's it's incredible it was a learning experience for all of us i think and a, a life experience because i remember holding my infant thinking my god what he'll never know my face you know like I and then I would see other people with their infants that were around the same age and seeing what that visual is you know when when a baby's looking at their parent with that adoring look and you know he was always so loving and always so happy and I I, you know I never I I didn't have to see it I felt it Um, but it was it was still like a um, a mourning period for all of us you know and then you know you question like my god did i do something wrong in my life am i being punished for something and then then faith takes over you know Mm -hmm. and that's kind of how things went for us is i just i gave him back and i said you know what god you're gonna do what you need to with him and you know i always felt in my heart that i knew his life was going to have some sort of important meaning you know and Never in a million years did I think that, you know, now look at the platform that he's been given to not only inspire others and, and, you know, he's been able to direct others to get the treatment or get even the genetic testing. People don't even know, you know, Mm -hmm. people with visual impairments and inherited diseases don't even know to go get genetic testing. And Mm -hmm. so many have reached out to us because of his platform platform, and... It's just been such an incredible experience for all of us. Do, you know? do they do they reach out like over social media or something like advice on what to do? How's yeah. it go? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mainly that... mainly social media. Like I, I actually had a mom reach out to me from Italy, um, who had an um, an infant that you know they were suspecting having LCA, and I I have a hard time keeping it together on you know like talking to these people because it brings back right. all of that emotion that I had and I didn't have anyone. You know, so to know that I can be that person for someone else is is more gratifying to me than anything else that can come out of this. You know. Wow. And um, and Christian, so not only is your performances bring joy to people's lives and putting smiles on people's faces, you get to help these other young people out. You yeah. Know, and these families and give them faith and yeah, yeah. And it's just such such a amazing story and an inspiring story and. 
So that feels good too. Huh? Yeah, it feels it feels great, you know, because I I know these people were in the same boat that I was, uh, and we didn't have you know we didn't have the help. So it feels good to be able to to be that for people, help yeah. people with that. You know what so I mean? You worked on your first ever single, yes, and uh, it's out. It's released. People can get it on iTunes, Spotify, iTunes, Am- Spotify, um, Apple Music, Amazon. All that cool stuff. And so with this new song, you donated all the proceeds to anyone who purchased this song, right, to mm-hmm. an organization. Tell us a little to, bit about it. Uh, an organization called Vision of Children. And what they do is they raise awareness for blindness. Every year they have a, a vision hero of people who are visually impaired or blind and are just doing really cool things. And I think that's that's awesome because it shows that you can't let something like that get in the way of what you want to do because there's always a way. There's always a way to do it. You know, it may not be as conventional as, as everybody else's way of doing something, but but there's always a, a way to get to where you want to be, uh, regardless of whatever disability uh, you have. You could still you you could still get there because it's not a crutch. Tell us a little bit about the song, who wrote it, and all that good stuff. I was actually the vision hero for this year, and we um, were working with uh, the vision of children and and. Um, the people who worked there with with Vision of Children and and were were making the uh, documentary uh, was were doing a, a a project with a songwriter called Sasha Scarbeck and he's 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 huge. He's written um, Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus, You're Beautiful by James Blunt. He's written for Adele. He's written for some really really big people. Uh, so they showed him uh, they showed him my my video my audition and and they wanted to have us work together and we um he sent us a a song and and i loved the song and it just kind of it kind of happened and we got into the studio uh we recorded it and that was really really cool um what'd you record uh we recorded in village studios in la it, oh. What's cool about that well, i freaked out they, that's where they recorded the chronic wow. uh, oh, dr dre Awesome. Uh, I, I freaked out. I freaked out when I, when I saw that. Um, <laughs> oh, man. But, you know, it was really, really, really cool. The first, I'm not going to lie, the first time when I stepped into that booth and, and I knew the words to the song, I knew I knew how the song was. We were working on the sound and everything, and I stepped into the booth, and I was about to start singing, and it was so overwhelming that as soon as the first note hit and, and I was about to, you know, go in with, with my line, I was like... Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, whoa! It was—I'm not gonna lie—it was really, really overwhelming, mm-hmm. and it was my first studio experience. Right. So you—you performed in front of audiences before, but that was the first and, time. And and like, and you know what's crazy? There wasn't so there different. wasn't like an audience. There wasn't like a lot of people watching me. It was just. Sasha Scarbeck. It was, just, it was, you know, <laughs> Sasha Scarbeck, you know. Yeah. And, um, and the the name of the song, the title of the song is Missing it's Part missing of Me. It's Missing Part of Me, yeah. yeah. And so you, you made a video for it, right? So there's a, a documentary that goes along with this song that, that we did with Vision of Children, and it's really, really cool. You can check it out on the Vision of Children website. On and, YouTube. On YouTube. It's really, really cool. Well, it's an interesting part about, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Musically, you know, you're talented, and you, you, then you start getting onto all these different platforms on TV. You know, you, you know, what's it like? People start putting makeup on you and start dressing you up, and what is that? Is that like a whirlwind or what? Yeah, do you have to dictate what your look is? Yeah, like you like? know, do, do is there like people out there telling you what they to wear? Decide, right. <sighs> um, 
I like to dress myself, <laughs> and and um, I, I love to dress myself, and I'm not a fan of makeup, but I'm um. But sometimes they slap it on you, right? Yeah. Well, sometimes I don't have a choice because <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm breaking out, and <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I gotta I gotta put makeup on my face. Yeah, it's a teenager. It's, it's a part of life. Yeah, especially with all those lights shining on, you just have a big. You know, it's got you got a pimple on your forehead, and it's like. They've got to. They've got to. Well, they got to put makeup on it. It's it, sometimes it sucks. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but but um, you know, it, it is it is what it is, and 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 it's really you know it 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 doesn't feel, it feels weird because it, it's something you would really associate like you know you had you have that mirror with all the lights around it and and people are you know doing your hair doing your makeup, <laughs> and it's like. God, why am I getting the star treatment? This is not, you know, this is not me. It's, sometimes <laughs> it doesn't feel like me, but I can understand. I, I, it's, it's important, you know. It's, it's important. Um, and as far as people like the, the wardrobe thing, I usually pick out my own wardrobe, um, except for when I was on AGT or mainly for a TV performance. They'll have, you know, they'll they'll ask, what do you like to wear? What, what, what is your, what's your style? I'll, I'll tell them. Um, I'll send them a few pictures and, and they'll you know they'll kind of go off of that and then oh that's cool it, it, it that's really cool I yeah. love that so you got your own little style yeah that's that, awesome that is really cool I'm not gonna I love doing that that's cool but uh but most of the time I usually pick my own wardrobe I you know I wear you know what I what I you know what I like to wear is, is there like a person behind the scenes like hey you know we want to make you have this look is that is that a real thing that's not a th <laughs> I don't know I don't know um, that's, that's not a thing that, I guess yeah, that's yeah. A, I guess it's, it's a, be a male lady yeah, yeah. Guy. No, I don't know I just always saw like you know I don't know I watch too many like, uh, drama shows you like, gotta wear this exactly you gotta look like that you gotta be like this person <laughs> or is, something that is a classic sort of cliche of like movies about show business yeah, yeah. you gotta lose your last name you're gonna be Johnny yeah, Ace for now. Yeah, I think yeah. I think From that's more Island. when you like get into like the the labels and things like that. I would want to speak you, right? speak speak about that too. I mean, uh, you know, now that you know you released your first single, I mean, you're not a part of a label yet, right? Mm -hmm. So so what is that whole uh, part? You know, what do you what do you do next? What's yeah, what happens after every one of this? Oh man, like after America's Got Talent, um, what was life like? Can I backtrack? Because I want to yeah, yeah. get to the same question, mm -hmm. but I want to backtrack a little bit. The night that you won the Golden Buzzer, you mm -hmm. had the viewing party at Parabelle. Yeah. The next morning you went and you took the Regents at Patrick Medford High School, <laughs> right? <laughs> what was that like walking into that hallway? Oh, I didn't. Well, first, I didn't, I didn't get home from Parabelle till like, I think it was 2.33 in the morning. And I had to get up at six for the regents. <laughs> oh gosh! Uh, and it was it was an English regent, so <laughs> thank God it wasn't like math or anything because I would have cried. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't wasn't fun. <laughs> but there was you know, uh, I guess everyone's taking tests and stuff, so it's not like walking into a crowded hallway, is it? Well, you know, uh, it at first it it is crowded, and um, everybody was you know freaking out because they saw me on the show. They're like, oh my God! They're like, good job, and. What's funny was everybody, you know, came out of the woodworks. That was the biggest thing is everybody wanted to be, they wanted to be my friends. After the show, everybody was like, oh, I want, I, I've known him since here. I, we, we're good friends. And some of these people are like, I'm, I'm like even people that maybe I, weren't cool with you. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. People, yeah, well, people who, you know, uh, and, and there was that, but, but. And that, that sometimes that's pretty rough. I I, I hate that, you know, because yeah. Let's be honest, people who are probably jerks. It's so fake. It's like, so fake. Let's be friends. Yeah. But 
the support is really really great I, I love the support and and I appreciate the support and everything um, and I remember when I was taking the test it was like it was it was it was weird because I feel like I felt like I had all all the eyes on me and, and, and <laughs> couldn't focus I could, it was really weird <laughs> It was really weird. <laughs> Can't imagine. I was, I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Just cannot imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. It I was even had people tracking weird. me down at work, yeah, calling me at work. For her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, weird, weird people. Weird Be, people being on out TV there. freaks people out. And yeah. There's more ways than some one. weird people out there. <laughs> it, was, it was a blessing. Though. Yeah. It's it awesome. Really was. It really Absolutely. was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, and then from there, if I could, I, like I said, I wanted to backtrack into the timeline. Um, so from there, you were on the show for a couple more months. I mean, mm -hmm. about a month passed by, and then you went out to L.A. Yeah. And then you performed. Uh, during that time, you were interviewed by some major news outlet, national. Uh, what was your biggest sort of, other than performing on America's Got Talent, what was your biggest sort of interview, uh, you know, most widely circulated feature that you were on? Because um, you were on E.T. or something like that, right? Yeah. It was um, Access. Um, I was Access. Um, yeah. That was huge. Access Hollywood. I was like, yeah. whoa. That's a big. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I went that on. Was I creepy. was. Um, it was. It was Alfonso. crazy. Yeah, Alfonso. Carlton, right? You never yeah. Done the you never saw it. Unusual. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did you do the dance? I had a feeling. I had a feeling somebody was gonna start singing. That. <laughs> he was awesome, though. He, he was, was really so cool. awesome guy. Oh, he was cool. so cool. And we even met that Luke Diamond crazy. Phillips, remember? He was there. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was cool. How yeah, weird is it when you see one of these celebrities you grew up seeing on TV in real life? Is that like a mind? Like a it's, um, it, yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. You, you, it's, a little, it's a little overwhelming, and, and it, you get starstruck, and, yeah. and, and you kind of look like an awkward awkward mess. <laughs> awkward <little> teenager. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, hey, I know, I know you. <laughs> you just start yelling at them. <laughs> it's really weird. But, but no, it, it's, it's overwhelming because you get starstruck after seeing these people. Like you, you've watched them. You, you, you know you, you're a fan of them, and then you meet them, and it's like, oh, my my god um oh my god i hope to god i i, I want to meet kendrick lamar more than anything but i hope to god i never meet him because i swear i'm gonna be a stuttering blubbering idiot if i meet kendrick lamar i'm gonna be a mess it's gonna be so weird but he's awesome yeah maybe he's, he, listening. he's awesome yeah, maybe he's listening kendrick if oh. you're listening oh. Oh. call us you got a fan here yeah um, let's so, link them yeah. two together so back to next story so all right so you you know you perform america's got talent that goes mm -hmm. on for a few weeks uh, you know, you're doing the, the interviews, your Channel 12, um, uh, Access Hollywood. And then how do you adjust back to just normal life after that? And then how does your view of the world change, you know? You know. And the view of yourself, how's that change? Yeah. Um, well, one of the biggest things is once you get yourself out there uh, and you do these kind of things that, that takes, you know, it's nerve-wracking, you know, it's not easy. You kind of you kind of get a little more confidence in yourself. You kind of see yourself a little better, and, and that's not always a bad thing, you know. It, it, when it gets to the point where, where, where it's cocky, that's a problem, but, but it, you know, you start to get a little more confident and you start to care less uh, about what people think about you yeah um I i've noticed that's probably one of the biggest things that i just you know people mm -hmm. you know they got something to say I yeah i guess care. you have to if you're gonna put yourself out there you have to stop i just don't you know thinking about what other people think yeah about. and and, and Sorry. No, no, I was going to say, uh, in the music world, is there, like, do you have, like, a mentor out there? I know you were pretty close with Sal of Voice, but is there someone out there that's kind of trying to help you, guide you, you know, in, in, in the way of, in the music world? Um, yeah, I think in the music world, one of the 
biggest people who who really helped me and and really guide me is my manager and uh and he's really really awesome and, and as far as influences i want to say artists like like stevie wonder uh he's in, he's an incredible performer and and somebody somebody i look up to and and he's he's huge huge artist um he's really really somebody i look up to a lot and 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 like i said kendrick lamar people like childish gambino where they could take something like soul and give it a a, a modern twist um like like childish gambino did on his his uh latest record awaken my love he kind of mm. put a, a modern twist on a motown kind of sound and, and i just thought that was really really cool and nobody really listens to that kind of stuff anymore uh, and it's sad to see, you know, I grew up listening to, to people like Donny Hathaway, Otis Redding, um, Marvin Gaye, <coughs> excuse me, and it's just, it's, it's, it's sucks that, that nobody really listens to them, uh, that much anymore, not a lot of people, you know, my age really know who they are, uh, but people like Childish Gambino uh, are keeping that spirit that legacy uh the soul that people like him are keeping that alive and i think that's awesome and do you want to do that as well i do yeah awesome. i want to i really want to get that soulful just i just want to put soul into what what i'm i'm saying and and music in the music i'm doing um and you know i i just i want to i want to keep it you know i want to have that raw emotion where you know i'm going to say how i feel and that's just what it is, you know, like yeah. like something raw, like soulful, you know, keeping it keeping it real with everybody, because that's that's what people that's what people relate to, respond to. Yeah. So so what's next for you? What's next? Um, it, it's it's crazy. I'm writing. I'm um ever since working with Sasha, it's really pushed me to start writing, uh, and and I've been writing a lot of new stuff, and and really trying to you know put my thought and and how i feel down on on paper and and um i'm really excited we have a, a new song that that's coming out uh hopefully coming out early next year uh and uh this year. it's <coughs> wait, this oh, year? yeah next, next year. year yeah next year yeah that makes sense. Year. right um so hopefully we'll be able to get it out soon and uh i'm i'm really hoping this is uh this is good and i hope everybody likes it and and uh yeah i'm really excited for people to hear this so when you write music, I think we touched, we started to talk about this off air. Mm -hmm. When you write a song, um, do you do you send it to people in the industry to review it, uh, or do you just go with it? You know, I think it's actually important to send it to people you know, mm -hmm. people who have connections, um, and have people from the industry listen to the song because that's that's how you're gonna get yourself far because. It's not it's not easy to do by yourself, you know. So it, I think it's important to to send it to, you know, whoever you th you you see necessary, whoever you want to get an opinion from, and also the people who are going to keep it uh, hundred percent honest with you. Now, um, you graduated in June, right? Mm -hmm. Um, from Patrick Medford High School. Yeah. And uh, so, what is your life like now? What is the, what's your average day look like? Um, we established earlier off mic that you don't play Fortnite. No Fortnite. <laughs> no Fortnite. But I mess around with playgrounds with my friends. There you go. <laughs> I just I'm, I can't I can't get into the whole thing. I'll play I'll play Black Ops Four. But there you Fortnite, go. No, no, no. We gotta get your gamer tag after yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> but I think really that I wake up and 
the first thing I, I really do is just kind of I, I write every single day mm-hmm. now um, and, and whenever I have something you know I, I, I on my mind something I just want to say an idea I, I write it down automatically I just got to write it down I got to write at least something down uh, every day because you know it's important you know you could write something really really like like you could just write a sentence one day write a paragraph another day just and and, and soon you can make something out of what you wrote sure yeah you know yeah that's how writers so you know, what, what i what i do work. is is writing I, I i i practice a lot um and it's just been it's it's been awesome traveling performing yeah. uh it's really really cool being able to have the opportunity uh, to to you know put my put my music out here and and, and really show everybody where i'm coming from so awesome. so like a, a goal of yours would be to i guess sign with a, a big big record label or so, something of that nature is that correct um i don't know i don't know i i want to yeah i want to i want to sign with a with a record label i i want things to go well and, and i want to be successful uh in what i do and i want you know i want people to hear what i got to say you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but as far as you know i have no idea where <laughs> where I'm gonna go? Of course, I have no idea yet, you know. So I, I just want to like, I want to live in the moment, kind of, and and take it day by day, see where everything goes, and and then. But keep writing, keep yeah, yeah. Well, especially in the information age that we live in, and social media and that stuff, it's a lot of talented artists that you know have come into you know th- this world oh, yeah. and, and without a record label i mean you look like uh, like chance the rapper and what he was able yeah, to do with sound absolutely. soundcloud you know you you get all these you know different follows and shares if you know sometimes if you're good enough yeah, you or, can bypass all that yeah you know if, if talent you know talent uh, can just be found absolutely. just just from like google search and it's crazy <laughs> joey joey badass one of my favorite new york rappers started yeah. off independent uh and now he owns he he he's the head of a record label called Pro Era, and, and that's crazy. And he's like he's young too. He's very young. I think he's twenty 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 one. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, and he started rapping a long long time ago. I can't. He was he was young when he started. Thirteen or something. Yeah, like that. I think so. Thirteen, fourteen, and um, he's he's an incredible. He's an incredible artist. He, he's keeping that that old school boom bap New York sound, and he's staying true to to his roots uh, in New York City and, he, and what he believes, you know, is 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 good music. And and that's that's kind of where, what I see myself doing, sticking to what I know and what I yeah. love and what I want to see come back today, and 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 kind of running with that, you know. So outside of the world of music, and uh, I know we talked about this off camera before, off mic before. You know, you're a big movie buff. So you, I you, love films. So you you you're out there. You're out there watching all a bunch of different movies. I love right? movies. I I love watching movies. I'm always watching movies, man. Like uh, right, I'm, I'm I'm a huge TV show Do you fan have to limit too. The movie watching. <laughs> well, he's told me that he's, he's seen how many times have you seen? <laughs> how many times have you seen Goodfellas? Because yeah, I've seen Goodfellas a lot. <laughs> we were going Bronx back. Tale. A, Bronx Tale was one of my favorites. Um, I can't do coffee cakes. I can't. <laughs> Um, one of I'm watching right now. I'm in the middle of Breaking Bad. Oh, that was one of my favorite series. Uh, that of all is time. insane. I'm on, a, I'm on the third season right now. You know, a show is good by like at the end of like I would watch uh, Breaking Bad at nighttime, and I couldn't go to sleep at night because my heart was racing after every episode because oh, I was like at the edge of my seat. Something about one. that show where they just take so much time to 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 really 
make sure their characters are engaging because some of the best moments that that come out of the show is is what happens to the characters the, the what they do uh and the how how they change over time because of what they do mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i'm just excited to see because i hear it gets pretty messed up i'm uh, excited yeah, to it see. does but and also uh if you didn't hear that they're making a movie so oh, that, are they? Yeah, uh, they just announced it like a couple weeks ago. Oh, uh, get out of here! Yeah, so it'll be exciting. And then you oh, can watch wow. Better Call Saul, the spin-off. Better yeah. Call Saul. Yeah, awesome. I love Saul. Awesome. I love Saul. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I have Walking Dead's huge. Character. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Walking Dead. Game of Thrones guy. Nope, have not started that. I don't have HBO. Uh, okay. So I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Uh, you, you gotta get a friend's. I've been using. I have this one friend who I use all of his passwords. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, let's not broadcast that. Netflix. You know something. Netflix just did something like that on Big Mouth, where where they they kind of, they Big Mouth is a show that likes to break the fourth wall, and um, one of the scenes in the show was they're talking about Netflix and the subscription and how cheap it is and how great it is. Netflix is awesome, and. and and then um, one of the characters goes, or you could just borrow your friend's password <laughs> and, and get it for free. And then it, before he says free, it just goes, boo. <laughs> it's so funny. It, it is it's funny because awesome. there's only like a handful of people that actually pay for all these services and everyone kind of just leeches off of it. But. Yeah. <laughs> Not everyone. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Netflix. Sub, uh, I love Netflix. I, I, I'm a Netflix subscriber. Netflix is awesome. And they've been making some great originals. I'm oh, waiting for, awesome for season original. three of Stranger Things. I'm really waiting on that because I, I, I'm tired of waiting. I, I, I want I want to watch it so bad. Now, Christian, locally, you had just performed at the Garden City Hotel, right? I was there yes. that day. I couldn't stick around. I was like, a, I did. A, oh, really? I was on a panel or something like that in oh, the morning so cool. at like 8:30 or 9:30. It was but, early. Um, it was an early morning. I knew if I wanted to drive. 21 miles from Na- Nassau County was going to take three hours if I didn't leave when <laughs> I did. Yeah. But uh, how did that go? And, and uh, where else have you been performing and where are you going to be performing next? Where can local people come see you? Absolutely. Well, one of the biggest things um, for, uh, that I have is, is this month I have actually next Saturday at the Apollo Theater. I'm doing a holiday show at the Apollo and I'm really, really, really excited for that. Is that a live show? They it, tape it for later? It's a, um, so it's a, it's a live show. It's not it doesn't. It's not aired on television. So if you wanted to go, you have to go on the Apollo website, get tickets, uh, and it's it's in Harlem. Uh, I'm really really excited about that. Awesome. Really excited about that. So, the Apollo show. Um, but um, the media council I did. Um, that was that funny. Was is the, the day, the day that my song dropped. It was the exact same day. So it was really really cool that I I got to go there, sing the anthem, and then perform. Uh, perform my my song, um, and it was the first time I ever performed it live, uh, cool. in front of you know people, and, and that was really really cool. A little nerve wracking, but that was really really cool. How'd that go over? That was awesome. I, I it was so much fun. Standing Mom's nodding. Ovation. Oh wow! wow. <laughs> you were also at Tanner Park, weren't you, wow. for the festivals on the bay? Yep, uh, Tanner Park. I. Uh, I, I you know it, I love that place. Tenor Park is awesome. It's like a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. It's in, up up in Copac. Not many yep. people know about it. Beautiful on the water, big stage. So and they got a boardwalk. It's it's really really cool. They got a boardwalk and every like boardwalk walks out. You you go out, you sit by the water on the boardwalk, and it's super cool. Now I you love, had performed at Apollo a few times, right? Oh yeah, I I start, pretty much started off at the Apollo. One of the one of the first things that really really put me into to performing and and and, and it's where I met my manager. Um, was at the Apollo and and what I love about the Apollo is they're so brutal they're so brutally honest yeah 
If they don't like you, they will boo you off. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they'll, Hundreds they of Simon you. Cows. Oh, it's insane. Worse. <laughs> it's it's Worse. absolutely, it's, it's what I love about it the most. And, and How you do know, you think it, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. You get booed off and, uh, you know, Which you'll hear God a siren. There, there's, yeah, thank God. There's a siren. <laughs> there's a siren that they'll go, <laughs> and, and they'll have a guy walk out called his name is C.P. Lacey. They call him the executioner. He'll always walk out uh, uh, with a different costume, and he'll and he'll kick you off the stage. He'll, he'll give you the hook, dance. literally. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, the hook. <laughs> yep. And uh, so, how'd you even get uh, hooked up with the Apollo? How'd you get that gig? That's a big that time. Was, you stage. know what? We found out about the Apollo on my birthday. They were doing auditions for Amateur Night, and I was turning 13 at the time. Um, and my aunt was looking, you know, things we could do, perform for, fun little things. And she's like, oh, you should do Amateur Night at the Apollo. And, and this was my Aunt Erin. And uh, I think that's really, you know, it happened on my birthday. We saw they were doing auditions. And then a week later, we stayed at her house um, with, my, with my uncle and my cousin. And we all went out to the Apollo. And I auditioned. And it was an awesome day. And... Uh, yeah, it's all thanks to Ann Erin. All wow. thanks to Ann Erin. <laughs> awesome. She's awesome. Yeah, That's he, awesome. he wound up going through so cool. the entire season, and every every um, every performance was a standing ovation, wow. and he wound up winning ultimately, which was yeah. really cool. Amazing. So. Talk about some super cat sure dog. That, <laughs> that must have helped you so much when you got on that stage for America's Got Talent, right? <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. That the Apollo, that was. Now, you, the song you sang for America's Got Talent, you had performed before, mm. but after that, you had you had sung other songs. Now, the, the, the other songs that you sang in America's Got Talent, had you performed those before as well? And uh, how different was that, going from a song that you had such a command of and performed in front of a live audience to other songs that you haven't performed yeah, in front I of live Yeah, I haven't. The, the, perf the songs that I, I did for the quarter and the semifinals, I've never done before. Wow. Um, Talk about another level yeah. of nerve. And they're racking. actually two of my favorite songs. Uh, the Make It Rain by Ed Sheeran for mm -hmm. the quarterfinals and What's Going On by Marvin Gaye, uh, which is an incredible, incredible song. And, it, and it's important, especially today. Um, so that was, you know, I was very, I was ner very nervous about what's going on. <laughs> uh, but it was good. It was really, really cool. And I, I'm, I'm lucky for the opportunity that I, I got to perform for awesome. it. So it was really cool. Where could people find you? Uh, you know, obviously you're on social media. Yeah, the website, ChristianGordino.com. Yep, ChristianGordino.com. Okay. Um, that's my website. And Instagram is ChristianGordino. Um, Twitter is Christian Sings and my Instagram is Christian Gordino Inspires. Awesome. All right. I mean, my Facebook. Facebook I, yeah, wow. Good job. <laughs> so, is it okay if we, we end this segment with us playing your song? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. Awesome. So, we'll edit that All in. All right. So, for, right. The, for the 495, this is Mike and Nick. And uh, Beth and Christian, thank you so much for spending time with us. And thank you. We just thank look for forward me. to watching the development of your career. And. You know, and just always keeping that dream alive and inspiring other people. Thank, thank you. you. Thank so you. Much. I'm, I'm thank happy you to be us. here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And I don't know what to tell you. And I find it hard to find the words to say when I'm miles away. And all I want to do is stay. If you find 
someone else's plan Missing part of me. Mm -hmm. 